Hello, welcome back to the Beyond the Pitch podcast, season one, episode 19. Now this week, we've got a massive bumper episode. We just seem to go on forever. Uh, Of course, this comes from the live recording of the podcast, so I apologise if there's certain segments that don't quite make uh, perfect sense to you, but uh, I do my best to try and explain them as we go along. But if you want to see the show live or watch it back for up to seven days, you can do so on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash beyond the pitch. Now, at the start of the episode, I'm talking about the followers on the Twitch channel. So if you go follow, you've got a chance uh, to win £100. All you got to do is click that follow button on Twitch, and uh, one of the first 50 people to do so will win £100. So it's very easy. Nice way to get a bit of extra cash before the summer. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy the episode, and I'll see you guys soon. Welcome back to the Beyond the Pitch podcast, season one, episode 19. My word, we have a lot of stuff to get through today. Big old podcast. Uh, so make sure you hit that follow button. As I said, £100 giveaway at 50 followers. That is exciting. That is great stuff. Um, so looking forward to that. Well, I'm looking forward to one of you guys getting to win. I'm not quite looking forward to having to pay that, I have to be honest. Uh but yeah, we've got a lot to go through today. Today, we're going to be talking about Man City and, of course, uh, their Champions League efforts the other day. Talk about uh, Jurgen Klopp's being banned for two matches. Ivan Tony, his ban. Premier League Manager of the Year. Young Player of the Year. Uh, of the season, I should say. Player of the season. Uh, Premier League Preview ahead of the weekend. Are Arsenal bottle jobs? Have they bottled the league? Um, Man United, Qatar bid. Poch to Chelsea. Bail to Wrexham. Grand Prix cancelled at the weekend. we got a lot going on. Uh, as you can see, going on. Uh, streams. Upcoming streams below me there. Uh, yeah, of course, as I just mentioned there, the, the Formula 1 is cancelled at the weekend, which is a little bit frustrating. But, of course, there are major floods in uh, Imola, around Imola. So, um, I'm just seeing Jordan Steele do the most dramatic dive of all. Uh, it is, of course, the right decision. There should not be an F1 race when there's flooding going on. So we'll allow that, of course, uh, and I hope everyone is is all right. Um, but uh, as soon as the F1 is back, we will be talking about it here on the Beyond the Pitch. So let's jump into things. Man City. The way they performed against Real Madrid on... Was it Wednesday night? Now, of course, yesterday we meant to do a live stream. Uh, things happen, things change. Couldn't do the live stream, unfortunately. Uh, that's why we're here with a mega episode. Look, looking at how they performed yesterday, you'd have no idea how they haven't won the Champions League before. It was insane. I mean, it genuinely, it was like City were playing against Kettering Town. All right, it was like phenomenal football. Really, really impressive from Pep. I mean, 90-plus minutes, he was on the sidelines screaming his head off. Um, And after every goal, he was still criticising his players, and that's what makes him so fantastic. Uh, It was such such an impressive performance. Benzema just was unable to perform. He did nothing all evening. Kyle Walker was absolutely fantastic. His tracking back against... Oh, man. Was it against Vinny Jr.? I don't know if you saw... Charlotte, hello. Thank you. I, I saw that you uh, followed the other day. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Happy Thursday. You entered yourself into the £100 giveaway. 
I don't know whether you knew that or not, but uh, you did. Congratulations. You haven't won it yet. Uh, that will be announced shortly, once we hit that 50 followers. But uh, share the stream with your friends, your family, your nan, as we always say. They're all welcome. But uh, we're just talking about Man City. And, I mean, Real Madrid are kings of Europe. You'd have absolutely no idea that they were they were 14-time winners, the way that they performed on um, on Wednesday evening. It was just outraged, like really poor from Ancelotti. Uh, and he said, uh, are you teacher, lol? I'm good, are you teacher? I'm not a teacher. God, man. Uh, I, I think I'd be... I li- don't get me wrong, I, I want to word this correctly because if I say I like kids, that's definitely going to get clipped up, isn't it? So, um, I want to have kids one day of my own, not just someone else's, uh, but I'm not a teacher. I'd absolutely hate that. I think that'd be the most awful thing in the world um, because you're giving a lecture long. Oh, well, I walked into that one. Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, that's horrific, isn't it? That's horrific. Newcastle have scored, by the way. So uh, I don't know if you're a Newcastle fan, Charlotte. I can't believe uh, I've just been just been straight up bullied on the stream. But uh, appreciate the follow. It helps me out nonetheless. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're distracting me. Back to the point at hand. Um yeah, you'd have no idea that uh, Real Madrid have won it 14 times in a row. Well, not 14 times in a row would be very impressive, but 14 times. Uh, yeah, they were dreadful. But Ancelotti at the end of the game did say he was going to stay on at Real Madrid for at least another year. Um, so at least he's committed and he's not just walking out the door. I mean, there was a possible job for him. Uh, was it Brazil? We're looking at him for head coach and PSG, I think, were in talks with him. Yeah, he's definitely been uh, uh, a name that's been mentioned in a lot of leagues. Uh, also, the Premier League, whether he would come back to the Premier League. So, looks good he's staying on at Real Madrid. I, I mean, they definitely need to start challenging for La Liga next year. They've been pretty poor in La Liga. Barcelona have already clinched the title with four games to spare or something like that, I think. I've not really been following the Spanish League. Um, uh, <laughs> but the point... Right, anyway. Man City, absolutely phenomenal. I've got, I don't see Inter Milan having a chance against them in Istanbul. Uh, we will be doing the Champions League final live here on the podcast, on the Twitch. So um, that is something to look forward to. But you can't at the moment, you can't see City winning anything except the treble. I mean, the Premier League, we're going to talk about their, how they can win the Premier League in this, this weekend later on. But um, the... I just, I don't see Inter Milan having a chance. The way that City have been performing consistently as well. I don't think they've lost a game in like 27 matches or something like that. I remember seeing a stat earlier being like, ever since City got got fined for financial um, fair play, well, financial unfair play, unfinancial fair play. I don't know what they're saying is. Um, Ever since they got that fine, they haven't lost a game. It's something like 27 matches without losing. Uh, and I, I hope that's right because it was pretty phenomenal stat um, and you can't see them winning anything but the treble I mean Champions League I would say that they've got to the final many times and they've been beaten by Liverpool Chelsea Real Madrid uh, and Pep's yet to win it it's his one title well with Man City it's his one title that he's missing from this club 
Um, I think... Do Inter Milan have a hope, chance? I'm just not sure that squad is strong enough. Um, I don't think... I'm going to make a prediction the score will be 2-0 on the night. Of course, uh, we'll do a lot of coverage uh, of the game and previews and predictions and stuff leading up to it. Um, but I imagine City win that. The Premier League, as I said, we'll talk about shortly. Uh, they can win it this weekend. I would say it's probably theirs. And then FA Cup final against Man United. City are obviously massive favourites for that. Um, but I think the positive of United not being in any other competitions. Um, obviously, they're in the Premier League. Uh, but we got knocked out of Europe. Uh, we're obviously not in the Champions League. Our final run of games in the Prem isn't awful. Um, they're all winnable. Uh, they're not going to be easy games for sure, but uh, definitely winnable. Uh, I'd love to... I'm obviously, I'm a Man United fan, so I'd love to say United are going to win the, the FA Cup final and it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy by any stretch, but we do perform really well against City. Um, and at Wembley, our fans are 10 times better and louder than City fans. City fans don't exist. Name me one City fan. I can guarantee none of you either watching this now, watching it back, listening to it, you don't know any City fans. And if you do, I don't believe you. I genuinely don't believe that they exist. Um, so that's the only positive, right? The only positive about City winning the title in whatever competition it might be is that you'll hear about it for like a week. And then um, <laughs> uh, do you, um, <coughs> you'll hear about it for a week. And then... Uh, it will disappear off, off the headlines and things. Whereas if Arsenal did it, it'd be huge. And you'd never hear the end of it. They'd, they'd tell you about it for the next 20 years. And to be fair, Man United would probably do the same. Uh, Charlotte is uh, back in the chat. She's questioning me. Do I play or just lecture? Um, do I play as in the the game of football? Uh, uh, any, only in a, a friendly sense with my mates. I, um, I would have gone pro, but I've got a really bad knee injury. Um no, I actually played rugby growing up. Uh, but uh, we do cover a lot of rugby on the, on the podcast. And of course, it is the Rugby World Cup this year. So uh, in the autumn, this is practically going to become a rugby channel. Um, but we chat all sorts of sports here, Charlotte, um, including F1, which we, we were going to do an F1 stream on Sunday. Uh, but uh, it got cancelled due to flooding. So we can't do anything about that. There's l probably people dying. Uh, you can't really have the F1 while people are dying, can you? Not the best, um, not the best advertising for the sport. Uh, we we also do a lot of boxing. Now I would love to get in the in the in the squared circle for boxing. That's surely a penalty to Newcastle as well. Um, but uh, if if anyone wants a boxing match, Charlotte, <laughs> if, if you're feeling up for it, uh, no, I'm kidding. I would. Uh, I mean, I presume you're a woman. Uh, I don't think I would fight you. I mean, I definitely wouldn't. Okay, uh, I'm not disturb you. Do you have discourse server? No, we are going to set one up there, Charlotte. Um, we are going to set up a Discord server. Uh, it would be a good place for the for people to chat and everyone to have a little conversation. It is on the to do list, that's for sure. Um, if you wanted to help me set up one, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, it saves me time and effort. Uh, but um, no, we are going to set up a Discord server. It is on the to do list and. We've also got graphics coming for the green screen. 
that's going to be really exciting uh so my my face can be much bigger on your screen uh for me to lecture you uh charlotte and all other listeners um but yeah about to get graphics sorted and then and then and then i'll do discord server um once once that's all done right anyway back to the podcast god there's going to be a lot of editing for this one today isn't there uh, Jurgen Klopp has been banned for two, well, two bannings recently. Jurgen Klopp and Ivan Tony, uh, two for slightly different reasons. Uh, Jurgen Klopp banned for two matches uh, for comments about the referee. Now, look, to be honest, I think this is pretty absurd. Uh, don't get me wrong. As a Man United fan, absolutely delighted to see Jurgen Klopp be banned for two matches. Uh, I think Liverpool only have two games left anyway. Uh, he says, let me get up uh, the fixture list or the standings and then... I can figure that out. I will I will do that shortly. Here we go. Liverpool have two games left. Yeah. So does that mean... So yeah, Klopp must not be there for their final game, which is crazy. But we've seen it before where managers have got a red card um, in a game and then appeared at the next match. So they don't seem to be too hot on, like, correcting it or whatever. Uh, or, or, like... Um, refereeing it i guess but uh i'm very delighted to see Klopp not there hopefully it means liverpool don't um maybe they can drop out of the top top six top seven that'd be great to see to be honest um they've been absolutely woeful this year uh yeah charlotte i don't have my commands set up for discord yet so your exclamation exclamation mark discord thing won't work it, it won't give you the discord link unfortunately uh but once i've got the server set up then um, my bot will start putting the link in chat when people do that. I need. There's a lot. There's so much stuff to set up still um, for the stream. I'm looking for a mod to help me out, um, preferably a friend or someone. But uh, yeah, exclamation mark Discord will work eventually once my bot command is set up for the Discord server, um, and then and then you can use it. So that'd be good. Yeah, Ivan Tony being banned for eight months. Uh, he also got a £50,000 fine, I think, or Euro fine. Look, to be honest, £50,000 is nothing. And I don't understand that because these guys make like £50,000 a day, some of them, right? Ivan Tony, I'm not sure what he's on. He's probably on 100k a week. Maybe, I mean, he's Brentford's top player. It's Brentford. Do they have that sort of cash? He might be on 100k a week. Um, so fifty thousand pounds, euros or whatever, um, it, it makes no difference. The eight month ban is huge, though. We saw um, uh, uh, Charlotte. I will, I will, uh, I will have a look at my Twitter at some point. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta earn the follow. That's for sure. Um, but uh, I appreciate that the. The follow, nonetheless. Uh, we are certainly trying to build a community here um, for everybody, uh, and a Discord will definitely help do that. So, thank you for reminding me to sort that out. But yeah, Ivan Tony banned for eight months is huge. I mean, that's his England campaign over, right? I presume there's probably England international games this summer or like autumn. Uh, he won't be in any of those. There were there were talks of him being called up by Gareth Southgate. And him finally realising what a striker Ivan Tony is. Um, and I'm just looking at this Newcastle Brighton game. Newcastle nearly scoring again there. Um, was that 
uh, Dan Byrne, it was. Um, yeah, eight months is huge. That's really, really going to damage his England campaign. Uh, look, to be honest, he could come back to Brentford. Um, and he could come back to Brentford and just perform. I imagine he's that sort of player that would perform and score in his first game back. You know, Alan, uh, Alejandro Garnacho did it with Man United. He was out for, or he was out for two months with injury. Came back, first game scored after like 10, 15 minutes on the pitch. Um, a lot of players uh, do that. They come back and make a statement. Um, eight months is a long time, obviously. I don't really need to explain that part. But yeah, it's it's a shame, really. But um, it took a while for the for FIFA to uh, um, and UEFA to come up with this ban. Uh, we saw Kieran Trippier be banned for... How long did Kieran Trippier get banned for? Um, he got banned for longer than eight months, didn't he? And they came up with that decision really, really quickly. The point is, it's a shame. I'm a big Ivan Tony fan. Um, he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so, yeah, a little disappointing to see him get banned. But um, I understandably so. He broke, like, 247 betting rules or broke the rule 247 times. Something crazy like that. Um, but let me know what you think. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, a little, little discussion about it on my Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow the Twitter and all the social media, by the way. The Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all linked below. Um, always always chatting about stuff on Twitter, tweeting about things, um, polls, more giveaways. There are plenty of giveaways coming up. Um, chances to come on the podcast. Uh, as I said, it's a very much like a community channel. We chat all sports, all teams. We try and keep prejudice to a minimum, um, although I can't promise that that will happen. Uh as a Man United and Wasps fan and all that. So, um, but look, if you want to come on the podcast and you've got something to chat about, you're always more than welcome. Um, I said, just DM me or whatever. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast. If you're listening back to this, uh, this does come out as a normal podcast. Um, I know we've got, we've had a couple hundred listeners um, uh, over recent weeks. I really appreciate that. That's been really good. Uh, do come along to the Twitch stream. Click that follow button. It's free. Uh, also end itself into the giveaway is a hundred pound giveaway at 50 followers uh there's probably some bigger than that maybe maybe the same at 100 followers so all you have to do is click follow it's free it takes two seconds anyway back to the back to the business uh we're going to talk premier league manager of the year next and then we're going to go through uh young player of the season player of the season um yeah got a lot lot to cover here anyway premier league manager of the year the nominees this year are Arteta, De Zerbi, Emery, Pep, Eddie Howe and Marco Silva. All very much worthy um, nominees. Now, the other thing that I want to point out is I don't think, apart from Jurgen Klopp and Ten Hag, are there any Premier League managers that haven't been fired or like are new to their job? I'm trying to think. So many people got fired this season. Isn't it the most I think we've ever had in one season? It's like 13 managers have been replaced or 14 managers in one season. I think the closest behind it was 11 a couple of seasons ago. So there's been a lot of uh, chopping and changing. Um, and there's a few managers. David Moyes, how the hell has he stayed? Um, Brendan Rodgers, uh, I don't know how he stayed for so long. Uh, but David Moyes is the biggest shock to me. I mean, West Ham still... I've only just got themselves out of possible possibility of being relegated. Uh, so, look, to be fair to David Moyes, he's done the job. I think 
I think they're safe. It's Leeds are on 31 points. Leeds are 18th. So yeah, Leeds can't Leeds can't get out. Um, they've only got two games, I think. So yeah, that that does take uh, West Ham or keeps them in the Premier League. But I was surprised he stayed for so long. We've spoken about it a lot. And at the end of the season, on so the first week of June, we've got two massive episodes of the podcast coming out with guests on both episodes. We're going to do a full look back at the Premier League season. Um, one guest uh, is related to Arsenal in one way. Another guest is related uh, um, to another top six club. So they're going to be here chatting away to me. Um, and we're going to go through our own Premier League managers of the season, players, all of that. Um, managers that we thought uh, stayed in the job too long. Plenty of stuff. We're gonna, we've got, anyway, we'll talk about that. But first week of June is going to be huge. Two massive podcasts. Uh, they are going to be pre-recorded. Uh, but make sure you hit that follow button on here and on the Twitter account. Because uh, will, this will be the main two places that we uh, sort of promote that whenever they're out. But Twitter specifically. Um, all right. Uh, the nominees. Look, Arteta, I completely get it. That's fair. This is Arsenal. I was going to say this is Arsenal's breakthrough season. But um, it's probably just their best season for quite a while, right? Uh, Deserby with Brighton, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, when Potter left, I was like, the way that Potter had turned Brighton round and turned them from, what, like a 14th, 15th place team to deservedly top six, top seven, right? I think they deserve Europe. I We'll talk about them possibly getting it um, over the next couple of games later on. Uh, I've got a scratchy nose. Excuse me. Um, but Deserby came in and he clinched that uh, the reins of that club. Uh, and I think he's doing a better job than Potter. Brighton looked terrified. I hate playing Brighton. I mean, I never really enjoyed playing them just because they're such a they were always such a, a tricky and really defensive team. Um, their back line was phenomenal. But that midfield this season, Caicedo, McAllister, um, has been so strong. Um, and C- uh, and CISO, trying to remember the rest of that midfield. Uh, yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and I think, well, I don't want to spoil it, but he's certainly on my short list of, uh, of who I think should win it. Emery, Unai Emery, Villa, wow. I mean, we did literally an entire episode, I feel, of the podcast about Unai Emery. Uh, if you want to go listen to it, it is titled Unai Emery something. Um, wherever you find your podcasts, all the podcasts are up there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's absolutely phenomenal. He's turned them took them from 14th to 6th in like half a season or the equivalent of half a season. Pep Guardiola, I mean... Look, this is only for Premier League, uh, this manager of the year, but he could be getting a treble. The first time since 1994 when Man United did it. Uh, I mean, he's the GOAT, isn't he? He Genuinely, I would say he's probably the best manager in the world over a period of time. Um, If you're looking just at stats, uh, yeah, he's incredible. And he doesn't take any bullshit either. I mean, we saw Cancelo get the kick, which was crazy to me uh went to Bayern didn't play at Bayern Sadio Mane went there obviously he came from Liverpool but um yeah and, and as I was saying earlier City were 4-0 up against uh well was it 4-0 or was it 4-0 against uh Real Madrid and Pep's still there on the sideline screaming at them him and KDB were having a shouting match 
Pep was screaming at him saying, pass the ball. And KDB was like, shut up, shut up. Let me talk. Um, yeah, Pep's phenomenal. I'd, I'd take him at United in a heartbeat. Obviously, that would never, ever happen. Um, and I'm very happy with Ten Hag. Um, but, uh, yeah, absolutely incredible manager. Uh, Eddie Howe for Newcastle. Now, we're going to have a chat about Eddie Howe, obviously. Uh, I think he, a different manager should be in there for him. Now, don't get me wrong. Newcastle season has been incredible. I mean, top three can be secured this uh, weekend. Uh, tonight. can be secured tonight. If they beat Brighton, top three secured. Um, or at least, was it top four secured? One of the two. Champions League secured uh, after this game if they win, which is amazing. And Newcastle, what, last season, season before, they were bottom bottom half club. They were like a 12th, 13th, 14th place team. They were on the brink of relegation at one point. Um, they've been unbelievable. And Eddie Howe, look, we've spoken about him before. Do I think he can ever win the Premier League with Newcastle? Not with his current side. Uh, we got a lot of backlash on TikTok. Uh, I was mentioning many players that I think should get the boots. Uh, ironically, I spoke about how Jacob Murphy, I thought, wasn't good enough. And then he went and scored like three goals that weekend or two goals and an assist. Uh, so that was slightly heartbreaking. TikTok hated it. You guys absolutely demolished me on TikTok. But I stand by it. I do not think 60% of that squad for Newcastle can win the Premier League. Do I think Eddie Howe can do it? Well, I'd love him to prove me wrong. I just sort of think that he won't. Uh, but obviously that'd be something we'll talk about more. And then Marco Silva. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic uh, with Fulham. I just don't think it's strong enough to be manager of the year. I don't know what Fulham's stats are. Should we have a look? Uh, standings, live standings. Here we go. Fulham, they're 10th. Yes, it's been a phenomenal season. Of course, remember they were... They were often relegation bound for many a season. Uh, I'm just not so sure that 10th is a good enough reason to be Premier League manager of the season. I think you probably need to be in top six to get it, which might sound crazy because, say, Burnley come up next year with Vincent Company, say he doesn't leave. And Burnley got eighth. I'd be like, yeah, give Vincent Company Premier League Manager of the season. So it's it's all relative. Uh, I just don't quite think that it's uh, that it's good enough to get uh, get him Manager of the Year. I don't understand how Ten Hag is not in that list. He got us to two or three finals, two finals. We won the Carabao Cup. We could win the FA Cup, stopping City get the treble. We're fourth in his first season in the Premier League. He has completely revived our squad. We had no striker. We had Voot Veghorst, not even a real name. Belongs in a Harry Potter film. If you know, you know. For three months. Martial's been in and out all season. Rashford was in dreadful form first half of the season. We've had a horrific amount of injuries. Alejandro Ganacho's injured. Eriksen's been injured. And look what he's done. Look what he's done with that squad. It genuinely is... It it hurts my brain to think 
that Ten Hag is not nominated for manager of the year. There's an agenda out on Man United players and managers. I hate to see it. How is Ten Hag not in uh, not in the shortlist? He should be in there over over Eddie Howe. I stand by it. Ten Hag should be in that shortlist over Eddie Howe. What have Newcastle got to show? Oh, third place. Yes, it's fantastic season, but round of applause. You've got nothing to show for it. Carabao Cup, FA Cup final. We did reasonably well in Europe. All right, yeah, I know we're not in the final, but... I don't get it. I don't get it. It confuses and it hurts me, and I, I want to cry about it, to be honest. Um, and if someone wants to tell me why Ten Hag is not in that shortlist for Manager of the Year, do I think he'd win it? No. But he still should be in the shortlist. That's not the point, whether I think he should win it or not. He should be in the shortlist. Who do I think should win it? In truth, just because it's Premier League Manager of the Year, I'm going to go for Deserby. I think Brighton's turnaround have been absolutely phenomenal. And to be honest, if they got top four, I wouldn't be surprised next season. Yes, a lot of things change over the summer. Yes, signings are going to be huge for them. People that leave is going to be huge. Kaiseido is probably going to leave. McAllister looks like he's going to be leaving. Um, they've already lost Trossard. Uh, trying to think who else might be on the shortlist to leave. But uh, to me, for me, I think Zerbi should win it. Uh, we've done this joke before, but I think he's deservedly uh, on that shortlist. Yeah. Arteta, phenomenal. But because they're not going to win the Premier League, they've got nothing to show for it. They've dropped out of every other competition. We're going to talk about Arsenal being bottle jobs just after this. Pep, yes, he can win the treble, but this is Premier League Manager of the Year. Manager of the Year, give it to Pep for all competitions. Premier League manager of the year. Winning this title for City is something they've done times before. And don't get me wrong, it's a phenomenal achievement. United haven't done it for a very long time. Arsenal haven't done it for centuries. Um, I just... It, oh, I'm, I'm still hurt that Ten Hag's not in that shortlist, to be honest. But yeah, because it's Pep... Oh, bleh. Emery, I think, is also deservedly in there. Uh, Villa could get... We'll talk about Villa when we do the preview. But they can near to secure top seven slash top eight. Um, it's 2-0 uh, Newcastle, by the way, in this game against Brighton. Uh, they can nearly secure top eight this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that in the Premier League preview coming up. I, I don't... I'm going to give it to Deserby. I think Deserby should get Premier League Manager of the Year. Okay. What did I just say? Uh, Arsenal being boss jobs. This is why... Uh, great goal from Dan Byrne there. 2-0. This is why I think Arsenal are bottle jobs and Arteta shouldn't get Premier League Manager of the Year. First 19 games versus last 17 games in the Premier League. We're doing a comparison. All right? Because they've got two games to go. So we're not quite there. First 19 games, 2.63 goals, uh, uh, 2.63 points per game versus 1.82 points per game in the last 17 games. First 19 games, 
2.37 goals per game. Last 17 games, 2.23 goals per game. First 19 games, 0.84 goals conceded per game. Last 17 games, 1.53 goals conceded per game. You want to talk about bottle jobs? Arsenal. They are the top of the list. When you look up in the dictionary, the, the definition of bottle jobs has the Arsenal badge next to it and Arteta's muggy face. It, it, I'm not an Arsenal fan. Don't get, I'm the furthest thing from an Arsenal fan. But I wanted them to win the Premier League this year. If Man United couldn't do it, who's the next team that I want to win? Arsenal. Because I'm a big fan of their players. And I think Arteta's a good manager. But don't get me wrong. I don't want to see them succeed, succeed, but if I've got a choice out of Man City or Arsenal, for me, to stop City getting the treble, I wanted it to be Arsenal. And we'll talk about how they can, uh, if Arsenal lose versus not, City win the title anyway. We're going to talk about all the different variants shortly. But I spoke about this on Twitter. I got some hate for it. I spoke about it to my friends. I got some hate for it. I've been saying Arsenal are bottle jobs. And if you look at those stats, the worst one... Is first 19 games, 2.63 points per game. Last 17 games, 1.82 points per game. That is a definition of bottle jobs. This second half of the season started off so strong. And then they had, what, three draws in a row? I mean, bottling it to Southampton. The only side that has been in relegation bound since day dot, right? I just don't understand the mindset of any Arsenal fans that can't say you bottled it. Second place is not a good result for Arsenal this season. Not in the position, I had a voice crack, not in the position that they were in at Christmas. And the fact that they've gone out of Europa uh, Europa League, they've gone out of Carabao, they've gone out of FA Cup, they've got nothing to show for this season. Yes, second place, technically there's a silver medal, right? If you're looking at it, bronze, silver, gold. But there's no trophies. There's still dust in their cabinet, all right? It's this is a I'm not going to say it's a poor season because you get Champions League for Arsenal. Well done, Champions League, right? But you've got nothing to show for it. Second place doesn't have a trophy. Second place doesn't have a financial reward, you know, given to you. Obviously, like you know, contract uh, and your 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 ads and stuff. Your sponsors they end up paying more if you're in Champions League and things. But yeah, this is a bottle job season for Arsenal. And they should be proud, don't get me wrong. A squad of youngsters have done phenomenally. Uh, and Arteta has done really well to turn them around. But they've bottled this season. And for me, I don't think it's a good enough result for Arsenal. Having no trophy this season, not good enough. In any competition, forget the Premier League. They dropped out of Europe, FA Cup and Carabao Cup. Um, yeah, not good. And was it Brighton as well that knocked them out of... Uh, Knocked them out of FA Cup. Was it the 3-2 game? I can't remember. But um, yeah. Uh, Disappointing for an Arsenal fan, that's for sure. Right, let's move on to young player of the season. This podcast is probably going to be broken down into two. Uh, If you're listening back to this at a later stage, uh, this is probably going to be part one, part two of of the podcast. I don't know where I'm going to split it, but I imagine I will. Make sure you hit that follow button uh, wherever you're listening, watching. Uh, if you come along to the streams and you hit that follow button, there's a fifty pound, a £100 giveaway at 50 followers. So make sure you do that. But we're going to move along to Young Player of the Season. So the nominees this year are Botman, Caicedo, Haaland, 
Isaac, Isaac, McAllister, Martinelli, Odegaard and Saka. First of all, three Arsenal players is absolutely phenomenal for young player of the season. Um, I don't know what the cutoff is. If anyone can tell me in the chat what the cutoff is for young player of the season, as in what's the age range? I don't know. I'm going to go 22, 3. I'm not sure what young player counts as. Um, young player of the season. Here's a question, because we're going to talk about player of the season as well. And there are some crossovers. There's three players that are in young player of the season that are also in player of the season. If you win young player, can you also win player of the season? I don't know. I think you shouldn't. If you can, I think you shouldn't. Uh, and if you can't, then good. So, young player of the season, and you'll understand my choice eventually. I would probably go for... I... Uh... Damn, I I thought I had a decision. I have a decision written down, but looking at it, I want to change it. I want to say Odegaard, but let's look at the top scorers. Odegaard has 15 this season and seven assists, more than Martinelli and Saka. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go with Odegaard because I'd originally said Martinelli. Uh, but I'm going to go Odegaard. I think he's a fantastic leader for Arsenal. Um, deserved captain. He's absolutely fantastic. He, of course, plays for Norway. I think that's correct. He plays for Norway. Uh, I think he's a big, big star for them in the future. Um, he would be playing alongside Haaland. Uh, Norway, we don't really see them in any competitions. And hopefully we, we do in the future. But... Um, yeah, I think Odegaard has just been absolutely fantastic. Uh, also, did you know that Premier League Player of the Season, I think, has been won the most times by a midfielder, which I feel is probably most accurate because they're probably likely to get the most assists, I'd say, um, than a striker potentially. Um, but the fact that Arsenal have three nominations is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I thought about Martinelli as another option. Botman, yeah, he's been a great defender, but uh, I wouldn't give him player of the season. Caicedo, absolutely fantastic. I'd take him at United in a heartbeat. Uh, I'd take him over Frankie de Jong. Uh, I know they don't necessarily play the exact same role, but if we're taking a midfielder in the summer and it's Frankie or Caicedo, I'd take Caicedo. Uh, Haaland, we'll come to that in a moment. Isaac, Isaac, look, Eddie Howe has turned him into an absolute beast. But uh, a bit like Almiron, I thought he was really good start of the season and he's kind of dropped off a little bit. I mean, how many goals and assists does he have? He has 10 goals, one assist. He has one assist. Is that it? Blimey. Uh, the fact that... Uh, oh, we'll talk about player of the season shortly. There's a couple of players I can't believe aren't on that list. Um, uh, Barto is in the chat my resident uh, Brighton fan of, of the channel uh, he says we will turn the result around today we had to come out uh, with the headlines <laughs> look mate 
before your Arsenal game the other day, I said there's no way that Brighton win, but they'll put up a good fight. I've I've got the game on on my side here. I'm not watching it massively, but from what I can tell, you've not been great. Uh, if you want to hit me with any stats or just how you think Brighton have been playing, if you've been watching the game, let me know. Uh, the the listeners either live or on the podcast when this comes out tomorrow, um, would love to hear your opinion. I'm sure as our resident resident Brighton fan, that that badge is going to be uh, put on you, Barto. If anyone else comes in, they can't take it off you. You're a, you're an original man. Um, but uh, I'm just talking about Caicedo, actually, for young player of the season. Uh, I don't think he's had big enough of an impact. Yes, he's a phenomenal player, and I take him at United in a heartbeat. Um, uh, we want to clarify, uh, classify the champions. Don't quite know what you mean there, Barzo. Sorry, mate. But uh, I'm just trying to find what's Caicedo's goals and assists for this year. Because he's not even in the top 50, I don't think. Of the Premier League. Is he not? Look, I'm, yeah, give me a sec. I'm just having a quick scroll of the top 50 goal scorers and assists. Uh, they have to enter Enciso and Alexis. Uh, well, McAllister's in the shortlist for Young Player of the Season. But uh, Enciso is not. Uh, McAllister, let's have a look, see if I can find how many goals and assists he has. He has 10 goals, one assist, which is the same as Isaac. Um, I don't think it's good enough. I, I awarded it my my young player of the season. I gave to uh, Martin Odegaard. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. Yes, Caicedo, McAllister, in general, have been phenomenal players. But if we're also including statistics, it's got to be Odegaard. Um, and my two guests that are coming on, for the end of the season shows, um, first week of June, two podcasts. They won't be live, but uh, they'll come out on all podcast ch- uh, platforms. My two guests, we're going to be talking about their player of the seasons, uh, young player of the seasons, and they are big guests. Um, they're going to be really, really exciting. So make sure you listen out for that. Um, they might be returning guests. They might be new guests. You'll have to see. But uh, they've certainly got a lot of knowledge about the game. And uh, yeah. Keep an eye out for those podcasts. Follow the Twitter because I always uh, update things there. Right, let's move on to player of the season. And look, let's be honest, the reason I didn't mention Haaland in young player of the season, we'll go through the other nominees shortly, but it has to be Haaland. It has to be Haaland. Um, He's got 36 goals, 7 assists this season. And I know we're not just looking at statistics um, because Kane has 27 goals. I mean, he's not that far behind Haaland on goals. I mean, nine is a lot of goals. But 27 is crazy that it's just overlooked. Kane has had a phenomenal season. Uh, He could hit 30 by the end of the season, like 30 goals. And for the fact that he's not even like, everyone will most likely be like, well, we all know who player of the season is. It's crazy. Absolutely phenomenal from Harry Kane with such a crap Tottenham squad. And just dreadful Tottenham year. And the fact that Tottenham is seventh still, I think. I think they're just above Villa. Inset mental. How is that just something that we're ignoring? What a season he's having. Um, it's been, And the closest Tottenham player behind that is Son, Son on 10 goals, 5 assists. 
10 goals in a season isn't bad. It's what most Premier League strikers should be aiming for. Um, and Chongmin Son has had a really poor season. Uh, I never guess which team you are from, bro. I can't tell if you're being uh, sarcastic, Barto, but I'm a Man United fan. Uh, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but uh, there you go. I'm just, don't get me wrong, I'm the furthest thing from a Spurs fan, but I just can't believe what a season Harry Kane's having. But because of the record-breaking Haaland, it's just overlooked, uh, which I think is amusing. Um, Ivan Tony in third place with 20 goals for the season, uh, that, but that man will never play till next January, basically. So, yep, that's over for, for Ivan Tony. But yeah, player of the season, it has to go to Haaland. Uh, only seven assists seems... Uh, no, no. You thought I was Arsenal? God no, mate. Absolutely no chance. We spoke about this a bit earlier on, but um, if I had to pick City or Arsenal to win the league, I always said I'd rather Arsenal. If Man United can't do it, I want Arsenal to do it just to stop City getting the treble. Um, and I watch a lot of Arsenal games on the channel, to be fair, because uh, they're very exciting to watch this season. They've been really good. Um, but no, I'm almost I'm almost insulted, Barto, that you think I'm an Arsenal fan. But maybe maybe just the way that I'm saying things makes it sound like I'm an Arsenal fan, which means I need to switch up what I'm saying. But uh, we, we, to be fair, we do try and keep this channel as neutral as possible. Uh, it doesn't always stay that way, that's for sure. But uh, we do try and have a neutral view on things. And we cover all, all teams and all sports. So it's all going on here, that's for sure. But uh, look, the other nominees, KDB. I mean, in general, he's probably like one... If we were ranking Premier League players, he's probably in the top three or top five Premier League players. Um, we're also going to be doing Premier League team of the season with both my massive guests. I think I'm the only Brighton here. I think on the whole channel, out of all the follow, well, I say all the followers, um, but also like we've got really big podcast listener base. Um, speaking of, if you're listening to this on the podcast, get over to the Twitch channel and hit follow and you'll get a chance to win 100 quid when we hit 50 followers. Um, we had a uh, couple hundred followers, uh, listeners, I think, uh, for last month's podcasts. So... There's a lot of you. I don't know why you're not coming across the streams. All you have to do is hit follow. You don't have to watch the streams. Um, obviously, I'd love it if you did watch the streams. But uh, if you want a chance to win that money, all you have to do is hit follow. But uh, I don't know any other Brighton fans, actually, Barto. Genuinely, I don't know my whole friendship group. There's a lot of... There's a couple Arsenal fans. Weirdly, there's a lot of Spurs fans. Uh, although they're not very vocal. Um couple of Man United fans. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Can't remember what the rest of them are. Uh, a couple of Liverpool ones. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Brighton's hopes for Europa League later on in the show, uh, Barto. So stick around for that. Um, KDB, absolutely phenomenal. But uh, I'm just trying to find him on the rankings here of how many goals and assists he has. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, do you want to... There he is. Can you be... He only has seven goals, which seems crazy to me, but he does have 16 assists, which I think is the most out of everybody. I think it's the highest assists for the season. So, he's great to have in your midfield. And I will give you a, a hint that he will probably most more than likely be in my Premier League team of the season when we do that. Uh... 
Harry Kane, I mean, we've already mentioned him. What a phenomenal season he's had. But it's just been swept under the carpet because he's been trumped by Haaland. Uh, if this was any other... If Haaland wasn't in the Prem this year, Kane, 27 goals, three assists in the squad of Spurs this season. How he's... He's, he's kept them seventh, basically. And he could get them a Europe spot. It is literally Harry Kane. There's no other player in that Spurs uh, lineup that's done anything to help them, especially not any managers. Uh, and of course, we will be talking about um, uh, potential managers for Spurs. Uh, we'll, that'll be the topic of conversation. Martin Odegaard, uh, I gave him young player of the season. Uh, so I don't think, I don't know whether he can even win player of the season if he did get young player of the season. Uh, not too sure. Marcus Rashford. Look, since the World Cup, he's been unstoppable. Yes, the last few weeks, he's been quite quiet. Do I think he should win the Premier League Player of the Season? No. Uh, is is he too old for Young Player of the Season? Or is he just not nominated? I don't know what's going on there. Um, 16 goals, 5 assists. Pretty good, but he needs to be hitting 20 goals, um, I think. I think he's at that level. Uh, I mean, he's being beaten by Ivan Tony, Mo Salah. Um other players, Saka, yes, Saka again, one of the players carrying the torch for Arsenal this season, 13 goals, 11 assists, really, really strong season from him. Uh, <laughs> we've got a full-on chant from um, from Barto in the chat. Uh, I'm not going to sing that one out, that you would have to pay me serious money for me to chant out um, uh, another team's anthem, almost. Um, but as soon as we hit 50 followers you guys can start donating and uh, sending tips to the page. So then we'll have a top, then we'll have a conversation then Barto about uh, if you want me to, to do any um, uh, Brighton chance. And Kieran Trippier, I mean, he's the main, probably one of the main ma- men at um, Newcastle. Uh, Wilson, I think is Newcastle's highest scorer. I'm just going to find it. Yeah. 17 goals, four assists, really good season for Callum Wilson. Absolutely phenomenal. But Kieran Trippier, uh, great captain. If you're looking at an overall overall player and the impact he has, uh, yeah, unstoppable almost. Uh, and one of the few players that I think could win the Premier League with Newcastle. We mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, but who I'm surprised hasn't been nominated is Mo Salah. Yes, Liverpool have had, in respect, a pretty dreadful season. They're out of every competition. Uh, they might not even make Europe, I want to say. Uh, where are they? In the, in, they're fifth. Can they technically drop out of Europe? 65 points. No. Okay, they, so they've got Europe, um, which is a shame. I'd love Liverpool not to get anything. But they could drop to sixth if they lost their games and Brighton won all of theirs. But I don't see that happening, so... Um, yeah, fifth place for, for Liverpool. I also just realised they actually still technically can get fourth place. I'd completely forgotten about that battle for fourth place going on. Um, hadn't been anything that crossed my mind for a moment. But yeah, the fact that Mo Salah's not nominated is crazy. He's got 19 goals and 10 assists. Uh, he'll probably hit 20 goals for the season, which I think for a Premier League striker, you know, front three is phenomenal. Um, really, really good season top four players uh, in terms of uh, stats. The fact he's not nominated is crazy. 
I don't think he should win it. But uh, as I said, same with Ten Hag for manager of the season. The fact that he's not even got a nomination is insane. Okay, I'm going to take a breather there just because I imagine that's probably where I'm going to split the podcast in half for people listening to the podcast. Or I might have done it a little bit earlier. I'll see. Mm. The one good thing about this being a long episode for stream-wise, streaming is great to do long episodes, but um, uh, I can now split this. I've got two podcasts to put out, which is great. Uh, Hello, everybody. Yes, uh, I am splitting this podcast into two parts. Uh, We've already been going for over 50 minutes. So um, I know some of you have previously stated that you'd like the slightly shorter episode. So I try to do my best. I try to cut out a lot of stuff, but uh, I understand if if some of it hasn't made sense, which is an incentive for you guys to come along to twitch.tv forward slash beyond the pitch. We're live three times a week, usually two live streams uh, for watch longs like a, a football game and maybe boxing or f1 uh, or maybe two lots of football depending on what's happening and then and then the live podcast as well more often than not on like a thursday evening or something like that and then the podcast comes out friday or saturday but uh if if some of this audio has uh, has confused you come along hit that follow button on twitch you'll get a notification every time i go live and you'll enter yourself to the 100 pound giveaway so make sure you do that and part two is already out now, wherever you listen to uh, your podcasts. So go check out part two. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you guys in well, either in a moment or whenever you decide to listen to me again. Okay, bye. Bye.